Power, a storytelling podcast. All right, this is episode four of Words Like That. I'm Cole Powell, and today we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Kyle Graves. I've been trying to get him in front of the camera in one capacity or another on this channel, Reaction Channel, for over a year now. We finally got him on here. That's right. And we're actually doing this at my dining room table because I have so much junk in the studio right now. Only one person can fit in there. So here we are reading Kyle's bio from his website. By age 21, Kyle Graves had already gained widespread recognition as an award-winning singer, songwriter, and guitarist. Raised in JS, Mississippi, Graves began teaching himself to play guitar at age 13 and by his senior year of high school had established himself as a rising star in the southwest Mississippi music scene. While attending Kapiling Community College, Graves joined with fellow musicians Ryan Purser, Joe Cranfield, and Wyatt Braddy to form Four Way Stop, a retro rock band specializing in classically soaked rock and roll. I'm going to summarize the rest here. You went on to win the 2021 Josie Music Award for Rock Song of the Year for co-writing Four Way Stop's Wicked Woman. The band as a whole received a nomination for Rock Group of the Year two years in a row, Y'all then won Mississippi State University's Battle of the Bands, earning the opening slot at the prestigious Bulldog Bash concert, performing ahead of Joshy Soul and country music superstar Hardy. Since 2020, you've also played guitar and sang lead vocals for my studio project, Southern Gentry Music Review. You were also featured on my track, Stay Begging You. Your debut solo acoustic release, The Autumn Sessions, hit number 26 on the iTunes U.S. Singer-Songwriter chart and went on to earn a Josie Music Award nomination for 2022 Male EP of the Year. You got a nomination for Folk Artist of the Year. After five years of four-way stop, you played your farewell show with the group in July of this year, and that same month debuted with folk rock group The Mile High Rangers. You, Michael Potts, Dak Smith, and fellow singer-songwriter Cole Hill, now residing in Hasburg, Mississippi, you're scheduled to make your acting debut in the band Forgettable, an indie drama film shot in southwest Mississippi, currently in post-production. Yes, that's all accurate, and I hope you don't expect me to say that many words without saying um once. So I do. That was pretty you, impressive. You can you can leave if, <laughs> if that's how you're going to be, Kyle. If you're going to sit there, um, um, you can just leave right I'm, now. Here's the thing, though. You know, I got to say... Whoever wrote your bio is really good. <laughs> I wonder in, who did. I don't know, but in fact, he's so good. I think we can just end the interview. I mean, we already covered your entire career. I think so that just... I think that whoever wrote the bio should definitely have like a reaction channel. And you know what? I think they would probably be good at that too. <laughs> I think so. I might could hook them up. Get, give me their number after after the show. Give me their number. That would I'll be awesome. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Okay, so. Now, this wasn't in the bio, but you also have almost 60,000 TikTok followers. Is that That's correct? Right. That's right. Like 57K, something like that, which is nothing to sneeze at, <laughs> even though you're all probably makes you a communist, but whatever. Uh, also, <laughs> also not in the bio. For those watching this that are viewers of the Random Mind Records channel or reaction series, Kyle has actually been a consulting producer on the reaction series, and later in the show, I'm going to be reacting to his band's new song that he co-wrote and sings lead on in front of him. So stick around for that. But first, I want to start out by giving, by having you give your history to those watching. Let's talk about when did you get into music, what drew you to music, what were your influences, when did you decide to pursue, mm. pursue it as a profession, just as much as you want. From the beginning. Yeah. Take um, from the top. Okay. So, I mean, even from the time I was a kid, like young kid, my grandma, 
she was an educator. I come from a family of educators, and she would always ask me, Kyle, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she would say, you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to be a doctor? Things like that. And I would always say, no, I'd like to be a rock star. And from age... And how old? How old were you? I was, I mean, it feels like it was like five years old. Okay. But it, was probably, it was probably like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, as soon as I turned 18, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right, exactly, um, exactly. So, but it all kind of started whenever I was 13 years old. My brother gifted me a little Squire bullet, which is like a Stra- Stratocaster. For Christmas. Real high-end. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it was custom shop. <laughs> right, of so. course. The Eric Clapton signature line. <laughs> exactly. Jimi Hendrix signed himself. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, that kind of started. I wasn't really expecting to do guitar, to play guitar, to do music in general. But then I decided after he gave me that, I was like, ah, I'll give it a shot. Wasn't really good at sports. Um, so I was like, maybe there's some type of outlet out there for me. And, um, I just played for a while and I kind of was so bad at everything else that when I saw that I was getting any progress, making any progress, I was like, Oh, okay. I kind of like this. And I would go to all my friends' houses and I'd play the guitar and I was really bad in the beginning and their parents would just like smile and clap along and like, Oh, this guy's so bad. But then eventually I, I started kind of figuring it out and put together a little group from my hometown uh, with Hunter Brister, Elena Killingsworth, and we even threw Matt Allred in there after we got a bass player. We were called the Third Beat, and I cut my teeth with them. And they, I learned a lot with that band, and then moved on to Colin, did stage band with the Sojourners, and that's where I met the Four Way Stop guys. I got to be introduced to Ryan, Joe, and Wyatt, and, you know, we played in Sojourners, and then eventually started Four Way Stop, and, you know, I played with them for about five years, um, and we did a lot of really cool things together, and it was, it was, a uh, it was a great run, and I had a really good time with them, and now I'm kind of on, in a new endeavor right now, and we're just... The Mile High Rangers. Yeah, we're kind of seeing, we're... We're just that story's unfolding because it's pretty fresh. Yeah. So uh, the ink is still pretty fresh on the page on that one. Absolutely. So I want to go back. You mentioned about not being good at sports. Yeah, really so, bad. So what sport did you play? Um, I pl- I tried to literally play everything, and there was not one that I was good at. <laughs> like I think they let me on the the high school baseball team because they needed a certain number on there. <laughs> Got you. Got <laughs> I was you. I was that kind of kid. So I mean I played baseball, uh, football. I even ran cross country. I mean I was, um, you know I was, I was pretty overweight. So you know cross country obviously wasn't my forte, uh, but I, I did what I could. You know I finished five k somehow um, with a lot of carbs obviously. So. Nice. So you obviously have some fortitude, tenacity, and now you've applied it in a direction that it, to something you're actually good at. My mom thinks so. So you know, I, I like. That's to, all that matters. I like to make. She's the only one. Yeah. So I like to make my wife and my mom pretty happy. There I'll, you go. My wife Autumn thinks I'm okay at guitar too. So that's that's actually kind of how we started talking. So 
I like to think that she thinks I'm awesome. Now, is that really the only reason why you got into it was the girls? Like, that's the only reason you really, there was no, you didn't even like music. You're just like, hey, if I start playing guitar, then maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 obviously. obviously. Yeah, and at 13 years old, I thought that that would work for me. And, and it did. No. It didn't work at 13. No. It took about, it took about what, seven years or so? Uh, and then it started working. Yeah, about seven yeah. years. Yeah. And I got really lucky with the girl that thought that I was good at guitar. So, nice. Yeah. Excellent. I, uh, I started saying, ooh, I'm going to start breaking out of my comfort zone and playing some of these newer guys, see what they got going on. So I started playing this song called Cherry Wine by Hozier. And I... You know, she and I had never talked at this point, and this is when I was posting a lot of videos. And I like to tell this story because I tell Autumn it makes me a hero amongst men. Because Autumn reached out to me after I had posted the video of a song that she really loved, and you know, she was super sweet, just just most genuine person I'd ever talked to, and I could tell that from like the first five seconds in talking to her, and. You know, she was just like, you did so great. I, I, I just love this song. And I was like, well, I love you. Let's meet. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Now, look, look, we've actually got a live studio audience. Both of our wives are here. So I'm going <laughs> to Autumn, is that is that accurate or is that a little bit of an embellishment there? Just a, a little. OK, just a little bit of embellishment. Okay. Well, we remember it differently. Uh, right. You know, you know, from, from a certain point of view. <laughs> That's, That's right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. No. All right, so I want to go back. You talked about third beat. You learn how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. You play it in front of your friends' parents, and they're being nice, them being nice and whatever. And I recall, I think you actually did that at, at this house, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I brought my little guitar, my guitar. It was No, it was your pedal board. That is true. I that played true. for five hours straight. That and is true. At one of those times, I actually left and went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you remember that? Yeah. We don't like to talk about that. <laughs> I, I thought it was actually pretty funny. I, I think but this anyway. is all of my friends and family. They probably felt the same way. Like, let's just go watch a movie while <laughs> but, he's doing this. But I'm the only one that was genuine enough to actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They would send me outside. Cole kept right. me outside they, the house. And they would, they would be, act nice and be like, oh, yeah, you're doing good. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, maybe one day. One day you'll be able to play a chord, buddy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you remember who actually gave you your first professional opportunity? You didn't get paid, but um, it was probably my mom. No, it was this. It was the guy that's talking to me across from oh, the table. Was it? Was yeah. it? I didn't remember. I didn't remember. Okay. <laughs> he no. also is really good at writing bios. I hear. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard that myself. But anyway, so. Your influences, like what what drew you mm. what drew you into it? Like who was who was your top artist growing up? Well, it really kind of fluctuated for the first five years of me playing. Before I really got into guitar, I loved really really loved Guns and Roses. So I mean, still do, but before I had touched a guitar, I knew that there was something very different about their sound, and I just loved the way that Slash played guitar. It always felt like I was, he was having a conversation with me and always felt like I kind of understood what he was trying to say. So whenever I started playing guitar, it kind of shifted a little bit. I started listening to, yeah, I started listening to a lot of bands I don't listen to anymore. Um, You'll circle back around. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I went through that. Yeah. I went through that. Yeah. I started listening to a little bit of, a little more of the grungy things, but it didn't, for me, even though I, I appreciate, I respect it, it just didn't stick with me. 
But what really just kind of set me on the path that I have been on was whenever I listened to Led Zeppelin for the first time mm-hmm. or remember actively listening to Led Zeppelin, not just it came on the radio. I heard a song. I don't remember if it was a whole lot of love or black dog, but I was like, oh my gosh, it, it's like a freight train had hit me and it had kind of shifted my perspective on what I thought music should sound like. And I immediately fell in love with Jimmy Page's playing. And, you know, everybody says, oh, he's so sloppy. He's so sloppy. He's not, you know, but that's, there's such a human side to his playing. And that's why he is considered one of the greats because he includes those quote unquote mess ups. They're mess ups, but it makes a song, you know, and that kind of inspired me because I consider myself to be kind of a sloppy player too. Um, You're not the only one, Kyle. <laughs> that's right. That those five those five hours here at the house, yeah, it's really sloppy. But you know, you've got a little bit better since then. So. Yeah, yeah. The hard work really paid. I off. learned more than the pentatonic scale <laughs> since then. So, um, but whenever I saw how he just had such the such a way to. I don't know. His playing was so relatable and he could play things that were in your face and then he could play beautiful acoustic stuff. And then he could also play you know, these just really quirky sounds. I, I lo- everything he did, I thought it was amazing. hundred percent. hundred percent. How old were you whenever you had kind of this epiphany? Probably, probably 14. Okay. So this was pretty early. Yeah. Probably 14 playing. or 15. Yeah. I remember like right before I started high school. Or, yeah. Probably right before I started high school yeah. or in high school, it was just, that really kind of took me by storm. So, gotcha. I know when you were younger, just because I know in your your some of your personal history that you listened to actually a lot of classic country. Oh yeah, yeah. How much did that play into your love of music growing up? You know, it played a lot in the early years, especially me being a kid. My grandpa was a huge country music fan, and he would take me to wards a lot as a kid and you know growing up wards breakfast is about is you know that's that's any overweight kid could hope now, for for those who are watching this i don't know how many mississippi like wards is a mississippi right. thing i don't know how many mississippi people are going to know what we're are going to be listening to this how many people going to know what we're talking about tell us about wards for a minute okay Let's describe it, it so people can get the picture if you just decide that you want to clog your arteries wards Wards is the place to go, but you're going to be really happy about clogging your arteries. I'm going to leave it at that. Well, no, actually, the root beer is the best root beer I've had in my entire life. So, you know, I don't know if Wards still serves this. If they do, I'd love to be sponsored by Wards. And if you could feed me this every morning, I'd eat it. The breakfast platter, okay? So, CEO of Wards, if you're if you're watching this, Right now, I'm craving hash browns, country fried steak, a large biscuit, eggs, and grits on top of it. So that was and, pretty good. And at 7:30 in the morning, a root beer. You you should be the ward spokesman. I mean, I could who, do it. Who I mean, plus I mean, you've got you've got almost 60,000 TikTok followers. You've already got a built-in following. You could plug. plug I will wear a wards cap in every video I wear. But do you know once you know that the Monticello wards close? Uh, right. I know it kind of broke my heart. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But Cause, yeah, because that's where you were going. Yes, where exactly. Grandma, yeah, he. He would take me up there, and he was like a 15, 20-minute drive. 
Um, he was a very careful driver, so it was probably closer to 20. Um, 25, so, 30. Yeah. <laughs> we would, he would pop in Country Gold. It was just this CD. You know, there's like 3,000 CDs that are called Country Gold. But it would have anything from Hank Williams Sr. to Jr. to the Jimmy Rogers that sang Honeycomb and probably Jimmy Rogers that, you know, uh, in the jailhouse now. But then it would do Johnny Cash, Conway Twitty, Waylon Jennings, a lot of the outlaw country. And the outlaw country is what stuck with me the most. I don't know. It just, something about them always talking about rambling, you know, got the rambling fever, always wanting to be on the road, traveling, seeing new things, got a guitar on their back, that type of thing. I thought that was just the coolest, that was just the coolest idea of music. And some of their guitar licks just really stuck with me. And I'll even, and this is kind of halfway Jimmy Page too, in some of the rock songs that I play, I'll even throw in some country licks that I might would hear from like an outlaw country song, just because it still fits and it adds a little bit of a different sound to it. So, Right, yeah. And I think one of the things you're that you're speaking to here is the rebellious <laughs> side of music. yeah. Yeah, and I also I know you like Almond Brothers. Oh yeah, I feel like there's a lot of that. Some of the same things you're talking about that, that you connected with in Absolutely. that country. Also in some of that Southern rock stuff, like the Almond yep. Brothers, and even Black Crows. I was just about to say the Black Crows. <clears throat> Black Crows, and I hear in your original music, I hear a lot of like Black Crows type stuff, and I honestly wonder if it's maybe not necessarily coming from the Black Crows or mm. the Southern rock, or if it's actually coming from before that. From the outlaw country era. Yeah, I mean, it could be. And, you know, I know I've been throwing out a lot of shameless plugs and, like, asking for sponsors here, but, you know. (laughs) But here's another one. Chris Robinson, if you are listening to this, you heard it from the best that I have, like, a Black Crow sound, so I'd love to open up for you guys. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I I can verify that. Yeah. So, all right. Before we get to the, we're fixing to do the reaction here. Mm-hmm. Actually, before we get into that, tell us about the Mile High Rangers. Give us, give us a setup of that, the, the new band. Yeah. So, um, I had just gotten to, like, before we stop, those guys are really trucking right now and they were playing a ton and ton of shows. And that's exactly what we set out to do. And I had just gotten to a point in my life where, Number one, I didn't have the time to do it. And number two, like, my, I just, I wasn't there anymore, you know. I, I, I didn't enjoy being on the road so much. I wanted to, I wanted to be with my wife. I, I love, you know, one of my favorite things to do at the end of the day is just be there with her. And even though we could still do that, we were so swamped with school and work that, you know, the weekends would be the time to do that. And we just didn't get that time. And I'd gotten so burnt out, and I was like, I'm taking away from these guys. These guys have something, and I don't want to be the person that keeps them down. So I told them, you know, I just told them everything I just told you, and they took it with a lot of grace, and, you know, I, I helped them get a new guitarist who's – um he, that dude is freaking amazing. Zach Coke can play circles around anybody. And I didn't even plan on starting a group. I had just told Autumn, I was like, I'll do a solo thing and just play when I can. I would like to play in a band one day, maybe in the next couple of years. And then I kept, 
one of my buddies, Dax Smith, kept like, he's like, look, man, I mean, you know, we could just, you know, we could just write music and it doesn't have to do anything, just write music. We don't have to record it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty fresh from leaving four-way stops. It was, uh, I was not ready at the moment. Then he just kept talking and talking and talking. And Dax is a good salesman. Um, he's not a salesman, but he could be. And he just kept telling me, like, let's write some music. Let's do this. Let's do that. And finally I was like, okay, 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 I'll think about it. Then I met Cole Hill because, well, I had known Cole for a couple of years by this point, but he asked me to record, like be featured in one of his songs called The Deep End. And I decided to just kind of shoot to him like, hey, man, where are you at in your music career right now? He's like, well, I'm actually kind of phasing out of a band that I've been playing with. And I was like, oh, me too. And he's like, yeah, I'm just, I just don't really have time to gig like I have been. I don't want to focus more on just really recording a lot of music and instead of gigging a ton. And I was like, oh, me too. Yeah, that, that actually sounds exactly the, that sounds like the same situation I'm in. So I told him, I was like, I've got a couple buddies, you know, we're wanting to write some music and put pretty low expectations on gigging. Just write it, record it, gig when it makes sense. So, you know, that started kind of working out and another buddy, Michael Potts, he had just gotten out of a band and we were all kind of looking for something. We didn't know what it would be and he agreed to do bass and we're still, we don't have a full-time drummer but we've got uh, a really talented pool of guys that we take from. Me, my wife, my buddy Dax and his wife, we all went to Denver to watch, well, I guess it's called Morrison, to watch this group called Lord Huron at Red Rocks. And we were staying in the Mile High City, and we went to the National Park, and I was looking at it all, and I was like, you see that park ranger right there? Yeah, that's what I want to do with my life. I just want to live in the mountain and talk to you and nobody else. <laughs> and um, obviously you too, Colt, because we're doing this podcast. Right, right. And we were just kind of coming up with band names and, you know, none of them stuck. Everything sounded cheesy. And who knows, Mile High Rangers might sound cheesy too. But um, I was just like, Mile High City, Mile High Boys, Backstreet, no. Um, and then... <laughs> I was just like, my high rangers. What about that? And I, I kind of said it as a joke. And we were all walking. We were in Colorado Springs at this point, And we were all dog tired from hiking. And they were like, yeah, that sounds good. I think they were probably tired of me just throwing out all these horrible band names. And like the next day I asked them, I was like, hey, so what did, what did you actually feel about the Mile High Rangers thing? And Dax was like, oh, man, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. And Autumn was like, yeah, that's really cool. Because Autumn's a great graphic designer. She's like, oh, I could make so many different um, designs with that. I was like, perfect. And shot it to Cole, shot it to Michael, and they loved it. And, you know, then we just said, all right, uh, I'm going to book a gig right now because I know that if I don't book this gig, we will never get together and do any of this. And we've got a single coming up called Blind Faith. And we're really excited. I mean, I've never gotten into the studio and recorded a song, got it mastered, and released, will be released so quickly. I mean, Cole Hill really grinded in the studio, got everything recorded, 
got everything mixed, got everything mastered all within like a week and a half. Wow. And I'm real I'm really impressed yeah, with the I've, sound. Yeah, I've never had that happen to me either. <laughs> well, <laughs> I that, that's pretty good. That's all Cole. And then yeah. Autumn Autumn came out with one great of Great name by the way. What? Cole? Yeah, yeah. great. This is the best name just in my opinion. He probably would say the same. Right, yeah. But Autumn like Autumn cranked out this awesome graphic for our single in literally 30 minutes and I was like, "Oh, that's the best thing I've ever seen." She's yeah. like she's like, "Are you are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah." Like you can stick a fork in it. This is awesome. And you know that's also great. Autumn is a phenomenal, phenomenal graphic designer. Oh yeah. I mean, and this is this is kind of a match made in heaven. I mean, oh, here yeah. you are, you know, professional musician. You got graphic designer <laughs> at your disposal. Just just great stuff. Yeah, I feel bad. I can't really do anything for her. She can make me a lot of. Uh, <laughs> you can write her a love song. I do. Th- I, I do that, but I, you know, I can't write her like a theme song for her page or anything like that. <laughs> I don't think it works like that, but maybe one day it will. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. The times they are changing. <laughs> All right. Well, we are gonna we're fixing to do the reaction here for those just watching this clip on the Randomine Records channel as part of the reaction series, and you haven't seen the full interview that we're in the middle of here on the Words Like That podcast channel, which you need to go subscribe to. I'm here with Kyle Graves, award-winning singer-songwriter, consulting producer on the reaction series, and I'm about to react to a new song that Kyle has co-written with his bandmate Cole Hill. They are releasing this with their band, the Mile High Rangers. By the time this interview drops, it should be out worldwide. It's called Blind Faith, and Kyle is singing lead and playing lead guitar on this track. And full disclosure, I did hear a rough demo version of this a while back, but this will be the first time I'm hearing the fully produced, finished product. And before we get started, I want you to tell the audience how, how long have you known me hmm okay so man it's kind of a while I, I feel like we've been saying 13 years for about five years um I mean what would you say probably 14 I think 15? it's been about 12 I think 12 okay 12. okay now I mean I knew your you know the whole story well I knew your family and my yeah family, your family connected and all that but as far as actually you as an individual 12 13 years yeah, I think about 12 I think it's I think it's about 2011 could have been 2010 I think it's about 2011 so you've known me that long how honest am I about my friends music to their faces oh my gosh all right, look, he has supported me in so many ways. Cole and Brittany have supported me and Autumn in so many ways. And, you know, there have been times that Cole has made me feel like I was on top of the world with a song that I've sent him. Then there are other times that, um, you know, basically, I'm just paraphrasing here. He didn't say anything like this, but you could have equated it to this. Kyle, you could have given a monkey like a, a chewed off crayon and he could have done better than this. I think I may actually have said that at one point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just repressed that memory and it's just coming back coming, right coming now. Yeah. So he's really honest, but I will say, I know that I'm going to get a response that I need to hear from Cole. And if I don't like what he says, I'll just say like, thanks. And then move on with my life. Um, and I'll just do whatever I want anyway. Uh, yeah. But how many times have I been wrong whenever I've said something about your music? Um, it, it, at the very least every time, but, um, no, he's always given me really good feedback. So all these people, I I, I look, I watch Cole's reaction channel. You're a consultant producer. I, you got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I look at the comments too. And 
I just want to say Cole's holding back with us. Now wait a minute. Now no, wait no, a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not done. Cole's holding back. From the people who don't make any sense in the, I'm sorry. There's some people in the comment section that don't make any sense. I just like to point that out. Cole has not said this to me. I'm saying it from my own personal. I love everybody. You know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but some opinions are bad. Um, this and, is true. This is true. And Cole is, is a sweetheart to y'all in comparison to what he is to me. So, <laughs> look here. Here's, here's he's a great guy. Look, here's here's the thing that most of the comments we get though are really good. Absolutely, they're great. And most of the people that watch the show oh, are yeah. just phenomenal, really good, really nice people. Oh, yeah. It's it's like the, the one percenters. Right, 100%. Um, like, 100%. There, there have been a lot of people on your on your channel that, you know, they've opened you up to a lot of cool music. 100%. They've opened, I mean, there are times that I was like, I don't know who that artist is. And I look in the comment section. I'm, I'm pretty amazed with the musical, like, variety that your that your viewers have. I mean... There, there are bands that you have covered, and you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing this band, and I'm like, yeah, this is me too. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, I, I grew up with this this artist for like the first 30 years of my life. You should check out his random solo and random spinoff band. And it, like, it's just kind of amazing. Like, like, there's definitely some music historians that are subscribing to you. 100%, 100%. And I love it too, because I'm learning a lot. Yeah, I mean, this so, is really great. And, and I'm hoping folks are learning... From what we're doing. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, we said all that to say this. If I think this song is garbage, what am I going to tell you? Um, is this going to be kept in the. <laughs> is this going to be. Um, <laughs> there are a couple of different things. Um, one is probably You're a Little Girl. <laughs> um, or Chad Kroger Hair. <laughs> That's, that's not mine, though. That came from somebody you, else. You like to use it, though. I do like to use it. It's really funny, though. Because, I mean, you do kind of, you know, yeah. anyway. Um, imbecile probably would come up, too. That's a little Lars. That's a little <laughs> Wow, well, it's one of your favorite words. <laughs> Only when I'm talking to you, though. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so we're about to do the reaction. This is Blind Faith. Do you want to give the genre... Before we start, or just jump into it and let the people figure it out? Man, I have no idea. If I would have to guess, I mean, you know, India is kind of a hard... That's just a catch-all it, name. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's almost like saying classic rock has one sound. Right. Like, indie is... And there's like 50,000. Exactly. Um, so, I guess maybe the only thing that I could call it would be indie rock. Okay. I don't know. Okay. All right. I'll classify it for you. Thank you. Cole All writes right. really good bios. He'll give us a he'll give us a genre. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been told. That, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is Blind Faith by the Mile High Rangers. I like this mix on the left there. Oh yeah. Feel to nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I'm scared I don't know where I am. 
Stop it right there. Let's let's talk about it for a minute. Okay. All right. Who's doing the harmony? Who's okay. Cole Hill is doing the harmony there. Okay. Y'all sound phenomenal. I, I have always like, thought that like when I'm harmonizing with him, he's harmonizing me. Like it mixes really well. That, it does. I mean, it sound. It's y'all sound like brothers. Well, like, was, you know, they're, everybody always asks if we're brothers. I know, right? Because so. it's like you got the dark one and the blonde one, and the <laughs> <That's right. laughs> overall you got the same That's similar right. look. Yeah, this is fantastic. I love this talking about the black crows and i've said this before to you 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 sound you sound like you're channeling a lot of chris robinson on this song i mean i wish and, i could i wish i could channel more but uh, i mean <laughs> I, dude it sounds fantastic i know with four-way stop y'all did a cover of hard to handle yeah which i thought was really good and i think you really went full-on chris robinson on that and i feel like you're applying that here i'm not saying you're ripping him off right but I'm saying you're you're hitting that same vibe, and this song kind of overall reminds me a lot of the Black Crows. Mm. I would consider this, you know, my whole thesis, like the country, rock, blues, folk range, yeah. like that should be a separate genre called Southern music, Southern like because that's because yeah. all that, all those like blues, rock, country, yeah. which folk kind of transcends region, but. Blues, rock, and country, and even some jazz, all that originate in the South. Yep. Yeah, I would definitely say this is really channeling more of the bluesy side of what we're going for. Yeah. I'm trying to mix some bluesy, some Western, and then some, I guess, the indie rock stuff. So this is definitely more of the kind of the bluesy rock sound that we've got. Sounds great. Sounds great. All right, let's get back to it. Would you really care to stay? Is that what you said? If you if you really struck gold, would you really care to stay? Is that the line there? Yeah, I like that. That's good. I should ask you for a copy of the lyrics. I could be following along. <laughs> Eddie Vedderish there <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. All right, here comes Cole Hill solo. Okay, gotcha. Nice. This is very anthemic.
Still Cold, just absolutely. Huh? Still Cold, just absolutely killing it. Right yeah, hundred percent. Great mix on this too. there too so unexpected creates a dissonance yeah. is this, this cold again or just you I thought there was supposed to be drumsticks at the at the very end there. Not not on not on the Dang file it, you Cole. sent me. Not on the file you sent me. Cole Hill. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. This <laughs> can get really confusing here. Yeah, that was terrible. Absolutely uh, garbage. Absolutely garbage. Imbecile. No. <laughs> right, imbecile. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was great. Absolutely loved it. I know you said you're leaning more into the blues on this than mm-hmm. maybe some of the other stuff y'all were trying to yep. do. Even still, if you just kind of keep in that spectrum, mm. y'all gonna have some great stuff. I well, mean, thank this, you, man. Is, this is this is that, that was excellent. It's right up my alley. You know, I love I love that mix. I, it had some had the country, it had the rock, yeah. it had the blues. I mean, that's right in my wheelhouse. Heck yeah, absolutely nailed it. The the mix Cole recorded this himself. Correct? Oh yeah, All, mixed it. Yes, he recorded it in his house, mixed it in his house. I mean, it wow. was a true home studio. Experience. Did he master it also? Yes. He Fantastic. he went he went through Lander. Okay, you okay? So you use got you use yeah. the home. Yeah, this is really great. I'm gonna have to check out Lander again because you know I used that yep. for a while back, yep. and it was fine. But Cloud Bounce ended up whenever Cloud Bounce came out, it was better. Yeah, hadn't been that happy with Cloud Bounce the last couple of times I've used it. I may I may look back at Lander. But yeah, the whole thing sounded great. Thank you, man. Thank Songwriting you. was great. Again, I say this a lot, and I, I I feel like sometimes people think I mean this as a negative, but I don't. It's it's very commercial, and I don't mean that in a negative way. You you're writing lyrics that are accessible. Mm. Yeah, and they're very catchy. I feel like people can get into it. Really strong chorus. Really strong hook. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. So, are y'all planning to do a full album, or you're going to wait until you get a collection of singles, or yeah. what, what are you doing? Yeah, so we're, you know, I would love to be able to put a whole album together and release it. Yeah. But I'm afraid, you know, the pendulum always swings back, but I'm afraid we're in a place musically where, I'm talking about the world in general, Yeah. where it's more immediate like I need a single, instant gratification. Pe- people want to hear a single, yeah, and that 
that is the best way to release right now. Right. And I think we're going to try. And that's sad to me. I, yeah. Because I, I, as I view, an artist, I view the album as a piece of art. You know, it's like a painting. And, you know, that's why you listen to Pink Floyd. They want you to listen to the whole album. Right. You know, well, you look at the Beatles, you know, the Beatles, their yeah. singles oh, yeah. at one point, you know, their singles were never on the albums. The right. albums were a separate work and yep. then they would release singles as singles. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're going to release, uh, try to release five, six, I don't know, however many singles and then just compile it all together. And then do it as May, a mile high. Maybe ranges. add like a one new track. Oh yeah, probably the, like yeah, a bonus track like, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sounds great. And when is this out? This. What is today? Today is twenty second. The twenty second. It is out the thirty first. Thirty first. Okay. By the time I'm gonna hold, even if I get this ready before that, I'm gonna hold it. <laughs> so the record will already be out. So y'all go check that out. This is Kyle Graves with the Mile High Rangers. We just listed their new song, Blind Faith. Go stream it. Go download it. No, it's absolutely fantastic. Thank man. you, man. Fantastic. All right, so we're gonna wrap up the interview here. We'll do a little quick, okay, a little quick rapid fire round. And you talked a little bit about your favorite artists earlier. Yep. Real quick, five favorite artists off the top. Of your head. Oh my gosh. Okay, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um, Led Zeppelin is number one, and oh my gosh, man, you really kind of threw a curveball. Led Zeppelin, Marcus King, Allman Brothers Band. Oh my gosh. The Black Crows. Eagles? The Eagles is definitely in there. Oh, that's five. That's five. Okay. Sorry, everybody. It's all right. Five favorite songs. Oh, dude. Come on. Okay. All right. Let's see. Most of them are Led Zeppelin songs. Okay. Um, so. I would probably say the rain song from Led Zeppelin is probably okay. that's honestly that's probably number one, and the next one is a song that I actually had not heard until a couple of years ago. But it's actually what Autumn walked down the aisle to. It's a really really strange title. It's called Ten Ribs and All Carrot Pod Pod. Okay. Right, of course. <laughs> Led Zeppelin, baby. <laughs> um, Probably I actually name all my songs that, but anyway. <laughs> um Oh my gosh, Cole. Let's see. I really love all right, I already said rain song, tin ribs and all. Uh, honestly, Walk the Line by Johnny Cash. It's a great one. That, yeah. It's a great one. Um Great movie too. Yes, it is. That's that's three right now. Um. Oh my gosh! I should have been. You should have prepared me for this. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Makes for a better interview if you sit over there and squirm. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I bet people really like seeing that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Oh, you Coliseum watchers out there. Um. All right. So I got three. It's so hard to pick, man. Because there's. I've been just listening to so many different artists the past year. It's hard to say like what's my favorite. Um. I like I really like um Lady May by Tyler Childers. Okay. And I'm trying to think. What is what is number five? Um, probably words like that by Cole Powell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that? right. All that's right. right. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. I seriously doubt that's the real answer, but <laughs> hey, we'll end it right there. Okay. All right. So 
I also, you and I are both big movie guys. Oh, we yeah. cover a lot of movies here on the podcast. Five favorite movies. Um, Forrest Gump is number one through okay. five. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Uh, you got you got to pick you got to pick four of them. You can't right. do it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, in no particular order because at some point they all kind of reach like, you know, Elysium levels. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Higher echelon. All right, Mr. Fancy Pants, using them big college words. Yeah, I went to college, <laughs> almost flunked out, but not really, but maybe. Um, I hope my mom didn't hear that. So, I'll be sure to send it a link. For- <laughs> Forrest Gump. Okay. Nacho Libre. Okay, yeah. Um, Probably Inception. Mm. Excellent choice. Yeah, it really took a turn there. Um, I mean, not your Libra and Inception are about the same. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I really love Dune. Mm, really? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, like really, it's, really. It's I mean, amazing. It it beat, like, all of the other sci-fi fantasy stuff that's come out. Yeah. Probably since Lord of the Rings, really. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, and then um, can the trilogy actually just Yes, count? we'll count that as one film. Yes. Because, I mean, the book really originally was written as one book. We'll do so that. We'll get, yeah, okay. All right, there you go. All right, great. All right, last one of these. You and I also are big eaters. Ooh. Five. Five favorite dishes. That's even harder. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Um, in any form, steak. That Got will it. always be number one. Got it. I don't care if it's like the local grocery store that has the worst cut ever. That's it. Can't can't say I disagree. Um, so steak, I love. And I really love any type of hibachi. Um, particularly the steak hibachi. Y- yes. With some shrimp and chicken thrown in there. Um, if we're going to go like Latin food, probably either we're going to give these like 0.5 weight a piece. So gotcha. they can equal one. Gotcha. Um, we're going to go with these. I'll allow it. <laughs> I think you appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. Um, either empanadas okay. or Belizean tamales. Mmm, nice. And that was four, right? That was. Are you counting? Are you counting those as? You count those as one. I thought we were counting those as like one. Yeah, because yeah, you said doing point five. All right, right, so you got two more. You got two right. more. Okay, 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 okay. I know it's tough. Mm. Any seafood? Mm. Oh, I mean, like all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, I would probably, I went to Mary Mahoney's for the first time oh, yeah, on great, the coast. Great, great, great. It's, it's in, is it in Biloxi? It's in or is it in, Biloxi. is it Biloxi or Gulfport? It's either Biloxi or Gulfport. I, th- yeah. I think it might be Gulfport. You know, to us, all that just runs, runs, together. runs together down there. Sorry, I, know, co- I know people that live there are like, no, it's just completely different. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Coasties. Yeah. But, sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. Honestly, I just kind of grew up on fried catfish yeah so that's an old family tradition my family that i got in on more than you did you did it's kind of (laughs) sad i know i know um and let's see number five what would i say man you just can't beat a hamburger you just really can't beat a hamburger i know that's really basic american question but i love the basic american question yep 100 100 percent yep 
Yep. All right, great. So you mentioned a couple things there in that little list. Number one, you mentioned your briefly your academic. You're, you're almost flunked out, but no. I didn't for actually. Real, for, I know, I know. But for real, <laughs> I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about a couple of things that I seriously doubt anybody else will. Would you like to talk about your academic accomplishments? Uh, well, okay. So in JUCO, I basically majored in nothing. It was general education. I thought you were supposed to be a marketer here. That's that's a terrible way to market that. You've been like, yeah. So I got. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> I've got. You know, I've got the the you know the circle back around story. Okay, 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 okay. So I kind of was like, I have no idea what I want to do. And that's okay, everybody. If you get into college and you're really not entirely sure, that is okay. Because you can do all your general education classes in the first two years and you'll be fine. 100%. And yeah, and I can verify that because I picked a degree mm. and I ended up, I went through the program, got the degree, never used it, wish I'd done something different. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> And once I got to Southern Miss, I actually was a double minor in both marketing and Spanish. And then... My major. It's not just another pretty face, folks. Uh, <laughs> he only invited me on here because I'm just a piece of meat. So. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Eye candy. <laughs> yeah. Autumn, I hope that you would agree with that, that I'm eye candy. She just laughed. She, she just laughed. She just laughed. Yeah. laughed. I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn that laugh up in the mix so we can hear And you, you can laugh. put you can put like a little asterisk and say like pity laugh. <laughs> right, perfect, perfect. All right, um, so my major was interdisciplinary studies. And when I said that I majored in nothing in JUCO, interdisciplinary studies took someone that had no idea what they wanted to do and opened me up to literally a world of opportunity. Because I, I would dare say it's more important now, unless you're going into like, you know, the medical field, like, yeah, you definitely want to be, you definitely want to be, really focused in the medical field but in today's world in today's workforce I think that you need to be as well-rounded as possible because you just don't know what's going to happen to the industry you're in whether it's going to be you know you're going to boom in that industry or your industry is going to change or your industry is going to you know mix in with another one um, interdisciplinary studies is really good for somebody who doesn't know exactly for a beyond a shadow of a doubt what they want to do because they make you do three different fields of study as far as like a focus rather than a major. Plus then you can get a minor or double minor on top of that. Yeah. Like you did. You did yep. the like you mentioned the marketing yep. in Spanish. It allowed me to get a double minor because to satisfy the hours that I had to do for my focuses, I was like just three or four classes away in both marketing and Spanish to get a minor in both. So it's like I kind of did more work, but at the same time, I didn't do more work. And from there, I moved on to grad school. I'm doing public relations right now. And it really ties in with my, uh, with my minor in marketing. So that kind of, that was really nice. It was a really great transition. Yep. Excellent. And you're about to wrap that up, right? Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yes. Yeah, you'll be through in December unless December. you flunk out. Yeah, hopefully not. For my, my sake, my wife's sake, and my mom's sake. <laughs> right. We'll all get together and cry. So. Right, right. So I afford him this opportunity to show everybody that this guy is actually, like, super smart. He's not just talented. I mean, 
you got to be at least a little smart <laughs> to get everything that you've got to have the accomplishments academically that you have. And I don't think a lot of people realize that about you and know that about you. So I want to give you that opportunity to do that. All right, final question here. You're kind of smirking. I'm a little scared of it. <laughs> I was trying to keep it down. I couldn't do it. Toby Maguire Spider-Man trilogy. Listen, do you want? Do you want? Do you want to take a minute to talk? About this that? is going to be a hot take. <laughs> all right, to all you people who were born after like 2008, I guess you're probably not going to agree with me. Toby was not the best Spider-Man. Wait, let me take that back. Toby was not the most accurate Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. But in my heart of hearts, Tobey Maguire is and will forever be Spider-Man. If someone says Spider-Man, even though Tom Holland probably is the best fit, there's no question he is the best fit. It's Tobey. And my wife would disagree with me. You know, we've had sleepless nights about this. But... Toby is the man. Strife in the home. Yep. But, uh, you know, Toby, honestly, I wanted to be Toby Maguire's Peter Parker so badly as a kid. I wanted to be a patient and kind person. And, you know. And you were just terrible. I was really bad. <laughs> you know, I one time knocked over my mom's vase and lied about it. Oh, no. Is, did you eventually tell her, or you is this now coming out? Is this a revelation? No, I, you know, I told her. She she didn't love me after that. Yeah, I understand. I wouldn't have either. I'm kidding, Mom. Don't take that seriously. I know I, you love I me. I got to make sure she gets this link. <laughs> she might take it seriously, but I know that it was just a joke. I love you so much. That's great. So which one of the original trilogy is your favorite? Two. Two. Spider-Man 2. I agree. Look, I, I, I got to tell you, everything you just said, I agree 100%. Yep. You 100%. Know, great. And what's funny is, like, those movies, that was your foundation of Spider-Man. Absolutely. With me, that wasn't my foundation of Spider-Man. Mm. Yet, I still think that that's the best. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See? I, I don't think those first two movies, Spider-Man 1 and 2, I don't think they have captured the essence of the comic books. Because, you know, I was I was a comic book guy. Oh, yeah. And I grew up watching the 90s animated series. Right. That was kind of my foundation, right? Right. And then they come out with these first two movies. And, yeah... It was like, he's not exactly Peter Parker, Spider-Man from the comics or from mm -hmm. the animated series, but the overall essence of the character yep. and the story, and particularly what they did in two, like, two made me like Toby more in one. Yep. After what they yep. did to the character yep. in two, it was like, nobody else could have done that role. Nobody else could have been that loser, that nerd going through all of what he went through in that second movie. Yeah. And and nail it like he did. I was about to say, like, he was the most relatable guy. A hundred percent. It was like, yeah, I was like, I was watching me on that screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, wow. Because, I, I, you know, I was a nerd. Yeah, as soon as he lost his powers in Spider-Man 2, I was like, he's just as clumsy as me, and I love that. Right, hundred percent. You, know, you know how uncoordinated I am. Yeah, yeah. But yet, he has this huge heart. Yep. And he wants to do great, great power comes great responsibility. And it, he eventually does you know, the right thing. He yep. goes for this, through this character arc of not wanting to do it. And that's why his powers are going and whatever. He's conflicted. And then at the end, it all comes back yep. because he embraces what he, that he has to wield that that's power. Right. Yep. responsibility. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Hope y'all enjoyed that. 
We're here with Kyle Graves. Kyle, thanks for coming. Absolutely. Finally, 13 months, but we finally hey. got you on something. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't rush perfection. Yeah. You know, you can't take a but pizza. What, what about this? What? This is this was perfect. Oh, wasn't that? Are you this was, I think okay. this was perfect. I mean, okay. you can't okay. take a frozen okay. pizza out the oven. Really? You know? Okay, well, you shouldn't be feeding your kids that. <laughs> Oops. Okay, well, anyway, so we got... New song, Blind Faith, from Kyle's band, The Mile High Rangers, should be out now everywhere. Where can people find you and the band online? Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can look us up, Mile High Rangers Band, and that's us. You can find okay. us on TikTok as well. Um, if you go to TikTok, I don't know what TikTok is doing to our videos, but uh, me and Autumn laugh about this all the time. The thumbnail is stretched out, so TikTok, if you could please help me out on this, it like it makes. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's gonna be watching this from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. The CEO himself. Right, it, right. It, it makes my face as wide as a school bus in in there. Well, that's, so. that's how your face normally looks. What? I'm, if, oh, I mean, no. if you look at this angle, yes. But <laughs> so, so if we could fix that, that would be great. Um, just go watch our videos on anywhere, please. Gotcha. What about your solo stuff? Where can people find you? Your solo. Kyle Graves. You can Kyle just look Graves. me up. It's just Kyle Graves. Got your Facebook, Instagram, yep. TikTok. That's right. All right. And KyleGraves.com. Got, oh, yeah. Got some, a really nice, somebody. got a really tricked out website. It needs to be updated with some photos. I think I, I think somebody mentioned to somebody that they need some more photos to update the website, but <laughs> other yeah. than that, other than that. We'll have to fire that guy. Like, that yeah. get the photos in. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Give him one more chance and then it's over. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Subscribe to the Words Like That YouTube channel and or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you soon. That was a really awkward smile at the end for me. I'll, I'll actually freeze frame it and blow it up. <laughs> I just It was literally just, you're going to hate it. Autumn's going to be like, why did I marry this man? Theme, Words Like That by Cole Powell. Original cover photo by Kelly Bagwell. Recorded at Random Mind Records. Section 107 of U.S. Copyright Law allows for the fair use of copyrighted material for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, parody, or research.